Welcome to MacCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Dr. Lauren Vicker, welcoming you to this episode, hosted by Diana Russo, Editor-in-Chief of the Cardinal Courier and a senior in the Department of Media and Communication. Since she won Miss USA in 1979 as a student at St. John Fisher College, The name Mary Therese Friel has been known throughout the Rochester region and beyond. After beginning the Mary Therese Friel Agency in 1987, Mary Therese and her husband Kent both completed their degrees in communication at St. John Fisher College. In this conversation, the Friels discuss how social media and technology has changed their business and the field. We'll hear Diana's interview with Mary Therese and Kent Friel after we find out what's been happening in the Department of Media and Communication. Coming up for PRSSA is the Professionalism Boot Camp meeting at 6.30 on October 3rd in Basel 213. This program gives students the opportunity to learn from industry professionals about networking opportunities and advice in professionalism in the field. This boot camp will be welcoming Mike McDougall, president of McDougall Communications, as a speaker to discuss his work with major companies. In other news for PRSSA and the Prima Group, nine students will be traveling to Boston, Massachusetts for the PRSSA National Conference October 6th through 8th. This is a great opportunity for these students to learn from major industry leaders nationwide and to network with fellow young students and professionals to gain contacts and connections. With a much larger group than ever before, these Fisher students are excited to have this opportunity. The first episodes of Fisher Football Focus with James Bailey have been posted. To watch these episodes, visit the Cardinal Television Facebook page. Some of the stories you'll find this week on the Cardinal Courier's website include a profile of the new Dean of Arts and Sciences, Anne-Marie Fallon, and a look at how Bingo is creating friendships for a larger family here at Fisher. Check them out and more on cardinalcourieronline.com. And finally, Dr. Vickers' interviewing class will be doing podcasts in the sound room this week, so watch for more guest hosts on MacCast. Welcome back to MacCast. I'm Diana Russo, and joining us today are Mary Therese and Kent Friel, owners of the Mary Therese Friel Modeling Agency. Thank you both for joining us today. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. Mary Therese, so much has changed since you started the Mary Therese Friel Modeling Agency in 1987. What do you think sets the Mary Therese Friel Modeling Agency apart from other agencies, and how has your brand changed over the past 30 years? Well, we've tried to stay true to the brand, which is uh, conservative in nature, being that I was born and raised a good Catholic girl, came to St. John Fisher College and got a great education, and decided to take that into the business world and have a quality, not quantity approach. So nothing has changed in that 30 years ago when I set the standards that it would be an agency that concentrated on the whole person, not just on the way someone looked or acted, but what came from the heart, mind, and soul. And that I could take that and parlay that for that person who had 
what it took in this business, whether it's modeling, acting, pageantry, and help them to parlay that into something that they could make money for college. It was never about could they buy new lipstick, be the next Kardashian. There weren't even Kardashians back then. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was all about taking a young person and helping them through etiquette manners, social graces, like an old-fashioned charm school, combining that with what they wanted, which was to be on TV or in the movies or on the runway or in print, seeing themselves on a magazine or a billboard, putting the two together and coming up with a very good program of 10 sessions that did that for them and then took them to the next level of putting together a portfolio and composite cards and getting them that exposure out there. Now we've since become worldwide. This is our 30th year anniversary uh, with the help of Kent growing the company and he'll tell you more about that. Uh, we're 30 years in the business and we are worldwide. We have a second office near New York and uh, this is all we do seven days a week. So we literally do work 18 to 20 hour days, seven days a week and we love it. It's a passion. Wow. Well, that is awesome to hear. And I'm sure those are great qualities and values that the women and men you're working with can embody. So Kent, I know you have been in charge of the technology side of the business. What do you do online to set the brand apart? Okay, uh, well, social media, we'll start with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we always try to post things that are relevant. Um, you know, I, part of the brand, Mary Therese uh, didn't mention here, was that, you know, we don't really focus on anything involving swimwear or lingerie or anything less. So, you know, all, you know, all our shots are all family friendly to a certain extent, you know. Um, so, you know, everything that gets posted online has to have certain aspect of that. So, you know, we try not to uh, have anything that promotes anything less than something that's wholesome in nature that anybody could look at and feel proud of. So, um, you know, that's not really a challenge at all. That's just that that's how we, uh, you know, compose our imagery. And that's those are the types of things that and the types of jobs that we go after. So uh, there, you know, I guess, We've been at this 30 years, so the technology side has changed immensely in that span. So, you know, in 1987, I wasn't with her in 87, but, you know, I came in in the early 90s. There was, like, no technology. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would be like generating an invoice on the computer. <laughs> that was technology, right? So, you know, today it's like everything is digital. Everything is has some kind of, uh, you know, device component to it or digital realm is associated with it. So it's just a new way of thinking, a new way of uh, making sure that, you know, everything that we sort of are involved in is shareable in some aspect, because it's part of, you know, it's what's expected these days. We, uh, we had a week last week or two weeks ago where we had hardly anything go up on our Facebook page for people thought we like were dead five days. <laughs> We were too busy. To, we were honestly just too busy to do anything about it, you know. Um, and yeah, it was we got crazy. messages like, People, "You guys are right." I, yeah, I mean, because they're so used to, and and it's not where we just do one and then we wait a day and do another. We might post like fourteen things on one day, and then we might space them every other hour on another day. And it's not about, oh, look what we're doing. How cool are we? It's more about 
what do people want to see? So if their daughters have become part of our company and have gone on to do their portfolios and comp cards, we want to share Ortiz a part of that uh, in getting ready to debut them. We do a lot of events, for instance, with Causeway of Community Partners, uh, formerly the Ad Council, and we may want to put one of the ads up that's like this weekend. I meant to tell you, Julia for the organ uh, donor campaign was in Rochester Business Journal, and I happened to be at the newsstand. For that's Donate Life. So. So anybody That's out the there, campaigns. check that campaign out. Yep, and yep. then I was in the store and saw uh, Alenka on the cover of um, 585 Magazine. Yep. So we posted that. And then we just had a meeting this morning with the ladies from Sue Magazine, which I just uh, wrote an, uh, a nice article for for them. And uh, we took a shot, so we'll Facebook that. So I'm an old dinosaur, and I'm the first one, Diana Marie, to admit that. So you know that about me, because, I mean, back, I wrote for the Cardinal, and it was an awesome paper, so I hope you'll interview me for that, because I love that paper here on St. John Fisher. And back in the day, um, through Father Charles Lavery, uh, was involved, too, with Democrat Chronicle. Tom Proietti was the person in charge of the communications department here. Lubitino was doing world politics, and uh, um, all those things with uh, Gary Mervis and Camp Good Days and Teddy. You know, all these things that are still here, and I mentioned to you when we mentioned downstairs, I remember being on campus 9-11 hit so you know all that part becomes but back then talking about social media there was no way to communicate I was running around campus telling everybody that we just saw down in the lounge that the towers were hit and honestly I felt like an old newsboy from the 20s running around telling everybody you know 9-11 come watch TV people were sitting there go what are you talking about so social media today and Kent is very good at making sure we're on the cutting edge of Facebook and so we, you know, there's a lot of channels. So we you do them all, don't you? We foc- we specifically focus on Facebook because it suits our audience, and um, we have an Instagram profile that suits our audience as well. But we're not as thrilled with just personally how it works. It's just it's pictures. So um, we haven't Which is really not a bad thing. No, is it's it? it's great. We just haven't really dove in it, dove in and committed to really pumping up the Instagram. We but. will though. <laughs> We have to do everything that you know, it takes. Because you know we're two people, so we can't. We don't have time to have something happening on every everything all the time. We got a job to do. So, um, right, we can't be so busy talking right, about exactly. what we're doing that we're not doing our job, and that becomes part of the issue because it's overwhelming. Somebody calls our office to talk, and I'd rather talk to somebody rather than just texting back and forth. But if they call the office, I like to call them back. If they text me, I like to text them back. If they email me, I like to email them back. If they, I mean, it's like and you, when you start cross-connecting, it's very difficult because I'll speak to a lot of people in one day in two different offices in two parts of the world. So it's it's a lot. But mm-hmm. you get us up on all the things we need to be on. So I, I could file this under, let's say, everything's new and nothing's new. All right, all at the same time. So, like 30 years ago, everything was print form, or you know, anything that was in video was on a physical piece of media (laughs) that you had to plug into a player, let's say VHS tape, for example. All right, so the only way to actually see anything was to either see it on TV or come out and see things in person. So, you know, things were presented differently in binders and display books and whatnot. So now everything is still presented but it's done electronically all right with a slideshow on a tv screen or uh, through social media through you know if you if you check all the posts you can the timeline so to say 
you know. So it's just, you know, we're still doing the same thing we've always done, but basically presenting it slightly differently because that's what's changed on the the, the delivery system. But trying right? not to lose a personal touch because right. we all get so into the technology that you lose a personal touch and people don't communicate. They think they're communicating because their thumbs are moving. That doesn't mean they're actually communicating. It, it's just there's a lost art to it. When I came to St. John Fisher College, it was a communication school. And we learned how to communicate. And to this day, I thank God for that because I feel very honored to have that in my background, as well as coming from a family where my father was very much into speaking proper English. You know, if I said, I'm going to go see her, who is her mother or mom? You're going to see your mother. Yes, I'm going to see mother. Okay, it's you know it's like the old-fashioned way of stuff. Today you get these initials in you know LOL and you I need to if I'm going to talk to somebody and allow them in my agency even for an interview. I want to talk to them. I want the tone of their voice, the inflection. I want to see if they're respectful, articulate. I want to see if I feel I can actually do something for them before I set time aside to meet with them. And I want to make sure they fully understand what it is we have to offer and to see if we can offer them exactly what they want. Why waste their time or ours? And then in that case, they're going to pay for it. Can they afford to pay for it? I'm sure they would like it. I'm sure I'd love for them to do it. But again, there's a lot more when you're talking to somebody. So we do the personal interview one-on-one -on -one before they can come into the company. Before they even get the personal interview, they have to talk to me on the phone. Before that, they might reach out to us on Messenger, Facebook. I, I mean, it goes on and on. And I mean, and then we're out of the office so much, running around like crazy, doing so much work, booking so many jobs, that I have the calls from the office forwarded because and all the markets in England, you know, London, Paris, Milan, all the markets we're working in right now because of Fashion Week and everything coming here now to Rochester, we have to be on the phone 24-7. So if somebody's calling me from overseas, it's 3 in the morning and I'm answering the phone, Mary Tree's frail, because I know they just called through the office line, got into my cell phone, and they need me. So it's insane. So it's a wonderful thing, but it's also a curse because... You don't get a lot of sleep, right? It's okay. always always on, you know. That's all right. You know, that's the nature of these today. But, you know, you can do so much more. And so. you have to offer your clients everything possible so you can't afford. And that's where Kent um, is definitely on top of all that stuff. And, and he's very, very good at it. Yeah, social media definitely makes Oh, you you're the queen. <laughs> Excuse more, me, you are the queen. Much more transparent, but it does provide a lot of demands on the individual using yes. the social media. Um, so, Well, what do you think, Diana? Turn the tables a second. What do you think about it? Because you're, you're excellent at it. You always have been since we've known you and worked with you. And uh, very classy, very well composed, very articulate. And you have the pulse on your generation even more so than we do. What do you think of the whole social media? I think social media is a great way to develop your brand and say this is who, you know, in my case, Diana Marie Russo is. But on the other hand, I think it puts a lot of pressures on me and other young users and on social media because you feel pressure to almost need a brand on social media. If you're not on social media, where are you? And if, if where if, where is your social media presence? then that transforms to your uh, professional life. You have to have a professional social media presence, and if you don't, you're not as credible or valuable to a company if, if you did. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So 
I think it can be beneficial, but it provides challenges as well, which is stressful in my mind. I, I would love to live in a world without social media, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Come out to the farm someday. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Have, um, has the need to have a social media presence put pressures on your business? And if so, in what ways? Oh, yes, because, you know, there's lots of – that's par- apparently how we all communicate now, you know, ma- mainly through the feed. So there's lots of information that we like to share with people that are networked in with us. Um, but that generating that information or publishing those posts, it's not just a flick of, you know, push share and that's the end of it. We usually like to, you know, since we're dinosaurs, we like to write something. <laughs> so there's some kind of framing for the actual post. It's not just a, a one-off or just a picture here and there. So uh, that takes time. You know, and uh, but it all we prefer to do it that way because that way everything is sort of brand centric and mm-hmm. you know it, it carries that same those brand qualities straight through. You know, you can see them in the continuum of the feed, so to say. Well, you and know? also, you're remember when you're when you're putting this stuff up, you're putting up people, and in this crazy world of not always the most legitimate people in our industry and we police it very carefully knock on wood in 30 years we've never had an issue we're very careful for instance we don't just spew stuff out although a lot of stuff comes out we don't do anything with our personal pages everything is just business oriented we don't tell people where we're going to be we don't give you a a list of when we're not going to be somewhere else so you know we're not looking for stalkers and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. what we do is if we're posting somebody we put their first name and their last initial this way we're never putting somebody into a, a position of danger. If they're a public person, it's a different situation because they opt to mm-hmm. have the last name involved. But Kent's adamant about that. So it takes a time to sit down, really put the pictures in well, put the name in correctly, make sure you have when you win a title or you are going after something or you're uh, promoting something that you have the dates correct. So one thing I always learned in communications here was, you know, check your facts. Which is really what the, the problem I have with things today. People don't. They just put everything out and think about it later. And really, what good is it if it's not quality? If you don't have your who, what, when, where, why, and hows mm-hmm. all in order and in order correctly, then you're going back and editing how many times? Instead, I'd rather have Kent or me put something out that is appropriate accurate and perfect even if it takes us a little longer we don't want to be old news but we don't want to be bad news either so that's i think being responsible socially responsible you know and focusing on the foundations that we have from fisher you know that journalism thread definitely runs through it we always try to have facts in there um not too many colorful adjectives or anything like that editorializing right you know exactly but you know there's a there's a little a sprinkling of because we're trying to promote different causes or different people or uh, aspects of our business, etc. So you know, we want it to sound nice. Yeah, absolutely. Social media makes you feel like you have to have everything correct <laughs> because you never know who's going to see it, when they're going to see it. So For the rest of your life, it's out there. Yeah, right. absolutely. That's another thing. You know, we have real issues when we in in what we desire and we tell people straight up, this stuff is going to haunt you the rest of your life. Be careful because employers are going to be looking, uh, future spouses. I mean, things you did when you were a kid. If you remember when um, Kate Melton got married uh, to Prince uh, in, in England and they went back. Okay, two, two things. I'll bring this up. 
when they went back, they found out she had been in a fashion show with a little bit of an outfit that was a little promiscuous at the time in college, and they played that to death. Well, back when Princess Charles, uh, Princess uh, Prince Charles and Princess um, Diane were getting married, there was a whole scandal because she was in the courtyard, she was a nanny with the children, and she had one on her hip, and the sun was shining through her skirt, and she hadn't worn a slip that day, and she was backlit, and you can see the outline of her leg. So going back. How many years that ago? That was like 1980. Plus. Oh, my God. That was a scandal, right? right Today, people would be like, what? That picture <laughs> was her, so? you know, without the slip <laughs> yeah. seen through her legs. And the reason I mention it is because back then, that was a scandal with that. Now, it seems like nothing's a scandal. Scandal. The more you do, the more explosive you are, the more ridiculous, the more absurd, the more cool it is. But at some point, let's hope that the world gets their act together and people get back to, they're out of control. And there's some things that shouldn't be on. I remember we went to a course here with John teaching it, and remember it was about 9/11. And was it okay to always mostly put pictures an on the, an ethics yeah. course? Was it okay to put pictures of people diving to their death out of the buildings burning in 9/11? Mm -hmm. You know, these days people don't even stop and help people that are in dire danger. They just film it, or excuse me, they they put it on their their phones, and then they, you know, it's it's absurd. If you can drop your phone long enough to go and help somebody, don't worry that it's that it's on your phone recording. Get in and do something. So everybody's documenting, and not as many people are doing. They're bystanders in their own lives. So I just think that the reaction thing is we think first to put it on our phone before we think to actually jump in and uh, do something useful. So I guess I have a real problem with that. Mm -hmm. Sounds like. Yeah, mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, well, but I, that's, uh, you know. Uh, you know, there's uh, a definite need for act action. You know, so we, in our social media, we don't really call to action things, but we announce events or try to help causes uh, get promoted. So the fundraising efforts, or um, even things like we run a comfort campaign um, this time of year through the holidays, and you know all about it. There, there's we collect food for Food Link uh, stuff. Supplies, basically, for Lollipop Farm, for animals, cards for veterans at the VA hospital, uh, toys for the Pirate Toy Fund. So physical items to help people, not money. But, um, you know, or so, that, and we can give you know, to the there's, organization, there's too. There's plenty of things like that that we try to promote and get people involved in with it. So it's a useful tool for that because it's a way to promote it. You know, uh, old school, you only had a few options to do that. You could buy airtime on TV which was very expensive and still is, or radio, you know, same thing. So uh, this def definitely allows on the positive side for uh, everybody to voice an opinion, uh, share news, or, um, you know, help call to action folks for Well, we're going to be Facebooking something that Diana Marie has going on. Can, oh, yeah, can absolutely. Can you capsule that for that. us? <laughs> no, it's a wonderful, go ahead, love capsule it. Okay. Yeah. I have teamed up with a local radio station in the area, Jazz 90.1, and in specifically, Rob Linton, who's actually a professor here at Fisher and is also the station manager at Jazz 90.1, and I came up with the idea to collect radios from people in the Rochester area, and then they will be donating them to Jazz 90.1. They will be fixing them up and refurbishing them, and then I will then be donating them to two nursing homes in the Rochester area, 
Crimson Ridge Gardens, and then St. John's Nursing Home. It's a project called Rochester's Gift of Music, which I'm really excited about. And it's a branch off my uh, platform, Alzheimer's Awareness Remembering Through Music. So Okay, so now think about it. Are you also going to write about that in the Cardinal? Well, because that would be a conflict of interest because it's I'm the editor-in-chief working oh, gotcha. for the Cardinal career, and then I would be promoting my own idea or a platform or project. What is it, so. one that could benefit, or could somebody else maybe interview you? In other words, if you can get into the it's print media and then get right and then get mm-hmm. on the news, TV, and then on radio, and then social media. In other words, it's such a worthwhile cause. I think that's what, you know, in the past we had a limited amount of places to put it, but now through social media, it'll be posted and you'll have that much more of a broader world. Yeah, it's definitely limitless. So there's several other things that are, you know, more in depth in regards to this project, but we'll see where social media can bring me. It seems like you guys have a great social media image and presence. Hope to bring you lots of ideas. Yeah, it's a great role model in terms of social media for others to embody and look at as they're creating their own social media brand. Um, As we continue, uh, let's see. Um, Okay, so there are several different online platforms to promote your business. What social media platform is the most effective and why? All right, we prefer Facebook uh, because we can share multiple images, have long format, longer format anyway. You know, nothing's really truly long format on social media. Nobody would read it. So, <laughs> But uh, that works the best for us. Uh, Twitter usually is too short, so we share links to our Facebook posts on Twitter. Um, and um, there's a, uh, we found a tool a while ago that allows us to do that automatically, so it's easier for the management of that feed. Um, so that's what we prefer. Uh, you know, we don't necessarily use LinkedIn for the company, but I do use that for other leads and personally um, and to talk to people that we work with on the business side. But so that's not as uh, much of a promotion channel for us as it is more Maybe for Maybe it a, should be in the future. Uh, it could be, absolutely. That so, and Instagram doing more. You know, uh, you know, being a, a small team, we can't know everything about every channel and only have our focus be on promoting on social media. So we know how it, how the Facebook channel works well, so that's how why we use it. And we focus on um, the strengths that we have there. So, uh, you know, like I said, if you're a, a social media professional, it's much easier for you to have the time and uh, and the acumen to be able to. <laughs> have multiple things happening all the time. So, well, and the other things, you know. with it, like right now I write a column for Rochester Women Online Magazine and another one for Sue Magazine. And so we're trying to keep, because remember, I'm 58. So my clientele and the people that have been with me for 30 years saw me win Miss USA in 1979, 1980. In fact, they watched it here at Fisher, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. And those are the same people that have the children that are bringing them to me. And many people my age are a little bit more like me, less social media, more old fashioned, old school. Ken's 14 years younger, so he bridges the gap of that generation. Then I have the folks that I work with who are quite a bit older than me that might be in their mid 60s, 70s, into their 80s who bring their grandchildren to me. It's almost like deciding where you'll spend your advertising dollars and thinking if you wanna spend money in the yellow pages. All right. How many people have home phones today? They all have cell phones. And yet I tell Kent all the time. Sense a chuckle. But, yes. but I wow. still, you know, I know a lot of the grandmothers that call me for uh-huh. their granddaughters and grandsons. 
they look the old-fashioned way in the yellow pages. So you can't be so forward motivated to think that, you know, the new wave is only the social media and only the Facebook because there are people out there still like it the old-fashioned way in the snail mail and all these other things. So we try to be very much cutting edge. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, there still is no substitute for traditional publishing. You know, if you want to read a magazine, the best way to do it is on paper. Uh, you know, that's my opinion, of course. But We know, like that. I like that tactile approach. I like glossy paper. <laughs> I like glossy pictures. You like reading and, a you book know, and having, not reading you know, a tablet. Being able to sure. just pick it up, read an article, put it down, go back to it later. It's much easier with a magazine than it is, uh, you know, digitally. Well, the other thing, too, is we're constantly in touch with, we have 350 models worldwide. And we like to think of ourselves as constantly, and that's why we're very fortunate and grateful for you having us on today. We, um, we appreciate that relationship. That's what we think it's about. And when you get too much into the social media, it just becomes another client, another person, another model, another body, another voice. Instead of actually, we welcome people into our MTF family. To us, it's about keeping that communication open all right. on, on all lines and all ways and not losing that personal touch. And I think if you get too deep into the social media, you it tends to become very easy. It's like somebody calls you and you just text them back. We like having a conversation. We enjoy communicating. In fact, uh, right now we're getting ready to promote a young lady um, named Bailey Morrison, and we're producing a music video for Beyonce's producer, Damon Elliott, this young lady's going to go out to California and uh, making it big, we hope and expect. And it's called, her song, which is on iTunes and Spotify right now, is called Discommunication. And it's all about people yeah. that don't communicate while they're trying to meet, communicate. Yeah, and this is from the perspective of a 13-year-old girl. She wrote the song and and, uh, and did the music. So that's separate from us. We're and helping to actually uh, give it a platform now so that more people can see it visually and... Um, since we have the ear and the attention of a large producer in, in L.A., we're going to provide something that can help get her to the next level. Right. Yeah. But it's ironic. It's discommunication. And she came up with it sitting at the picnic table at school with seven of her friends, and they were all sitting there texting. Not other friends, each other at the table. And she's like, this is nuts. <laughs> so if a 13-year-old can figure it out, you know, mm-hmm. what's happened to everybody else? So I think, you know, it's fine to go far ahead into the future. We're both Aquarians. We get it. But on the other hand, let's not forget where we came from and some of the basics. And the most elementary is communication and the personal touch. And the personal reaching out is okay, too. Yeah, that's a definitely a great thing to remember, especially with everyone so much into their phones and their iPads and their computers. It's it's. It, so good to remember to actually this one-on-one communication. <laughs> yeah, I get to see you. Hi, right. right now. Yeah, so good to see right. you. <laughs> um, with that being said, Mary Therese, with these changes, how have you had to adapt the way you work with your models? A lot because I can't afford to be a dinosaur because they need someone who's on the cutting edge. So they know that that conservative approach, that dinosaur approach, and yet we are very, very much on the cutting edge. Our day consists of talking to, working with, and being in contact with all of our clients at some point, whether they're over in Europe, in Milan, Paris, whether they're in Europe, uh, Mediterranean, whether they're in Asia. Or here uh, in Rochester. Or you know, Rochester, or California, California right. New York City. So 
I have to be able to handle the job bookings to come in, and Kent has to be able to put together the galleries of the prospective models and actors for them. In fact, we're currently working on the major motion picture that's been all around town. We have eight of our people in it. We have a couple of teenagers, one that's a principal. We have the gal that's actually the stand-in to the female lead. So from you know dealing with Hollywood and then dealing with the Rochester company and then dealing with the individual models and then working it all backwards and then working with the unions because it's a SAG job, Screen Actors Guild. And then on top of it, we're doing QVC and our in King of Prussia out in Pennsylvania right now, working on another show, and then we're working on a book and a movie. And that's all in between the regular fundraisers. So all of this stuff has to be micromanaged and all of those people have their own way of doing things and the way that they want to do it. So if one client says to me, listen, we're gonna talk. Another client says, I'll text you the information. Another one says, look in your email. And another one says, so I've got my computer over there, I've got my phone over here. We're ready. And I mean, it's, you know, we're never more than moments away. But it's on what makes them feel the most comfortable. So we don't choose a specific one. We say to each and every one of our clients, whether it's our models or our booking clients for our models, we're here for you, whatever is most convenient for you. But I will say this. So with our models and people who are in our employee, we have a little more control. So what we like to do is through our interaction, through our communications with them, we sort of emphasize this. If I send you an email, reply. By email, email. yes. (laughs) Or just in general, you know, let us know that you you received the message and you either understand or have a question or whatever it is. So there's like the communication channels are never (laughs) just one way. I send you this and, oh, it's it's all good if you don't hear anything. No, we want a response. You know, just just like you would have in a conversation. You wouldn't look at somebody who said something and just not reply. Oh, and I go a little crazy if (laughs) I have to track them down. Did you get my email? Did you get my text? Did you get my phone call? Because if I have to take time out of my schedule, to follow up, forget it, because my clients are going to go book some other model or some other agency if I don't, and if and I'm trying to get one them. One cannot assume. You know, there never are, you assume. Know, with whatever channel you're using, there's things that go wrong, so emails that don't go Maybe through. Maybe it didn't go through. Or, How exactly. would I know, right, so. if they didn't? Well, and Diana Marie is excellent right. at so, communicating. Oh, my God. Right. Book her for a job so because sure she communicates. You're sure you've seen in our emails, awesome. like in the bottom usually, please respond to this email. Yes. Our in famous tagline. Like yes. yes. Well, you must be well-versed in all different aspects yes. right. of technology to yes. Communicate with anyone because you never know what someone's needs. Oh, and the messenger pops up, and then getting through Facebook, and it's like, how did you hear? Yeah, Ken's like, how did they get a hold of you? I said, well, that one was messenger. How did the other? Well, I didn't. And then I have to go back and respond. And you know, again, we're trying to stay organized and give each person a personal touch. So it's really important. So effort goes into that for sure. That Mm -hmm. yes, that they don't get confused. And you tried it this morning. We're trying to respond to somebody who got through one way and then the other way, and then we're trying to track them down and then try to match up the phone numbers with the text. With the, mm-hmm. It's like, no. Okay, we're here. Just one-on-one is always best. Yeah, you must stay human in the midst mm-hmm. of all social media and technology. Absolutely. That's <laughs> so what they're hiring. Time for me to ask human. you a question? Um, <laughs> sure. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is a more a generational thing. Uh, it just came in the back of my head when we were talking about the, the digital presence. So in real life, IRL, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so basically everything's in real life, but it seems like the digital, for some folks, exists separate from what they do in their real life. Can What's your take on it? I mean, I try to keep my real life as parallel to my social media life as I can. I like to say this is a little bit of Diana in this way, this is a little bit of Diana in that way, and the other way, and so forth. 
because I don't want somebody looking at my profile and thinking one thing about me and then meeting me in person and saying, oh, she's a completely different person. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I try to keep them similar, but I do know that there are some who say, this is my best me <laughs> and this is what I want you to see. So I think, you know, social media can hide aspects, but I like to be as transparent as I can be. Certainly, Excellent. yeah. Well, and you've worked hard. I remember you were writing the articles uh, with the, pa pa the Pageant Association, which was really great, and uh, taking everything to the next level of Fisher because it is the right place to do it and get a formal education. I also know how dedicated you are, and that's really, really important because when you own a modeling agency, you know, you need your models to jump and run like they have nothing else to do. And I think what's great about our company is there's a respect factor, that we respect that you have an education that has to come first, and you respect that we have a client that we have, we have to make happy, and then it's a negotiation. Where is there some wiggle room? Well, you have a break at this time, maybe you can fit it in then. Or maybe this can be adjusted, or maybe my clients, they want you so bad, they're willing to wait, they can move it a little bit to this and that. So I think, you know, you, if you don't lose the human touch, you can still get all of those negotiation things in. If it's strictly social media and it's very firing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, I think you lose a lot of where people are willing to make that little extra effort because there's not a personal connection. So, for instance, when we're doing the comfort campaign, we're trying to ask people as personally as possible, please, would you mind bringing in some food that we can take to the food cupboard? And if there, if you're one of those people that do an awful lot for us, you know, why don't you come with us and gain the acknowledgement uh, on TV when we go on that morning and give it so you have that personal satisfaction. But if you only bring one can, you matter also because one can makes a difference to that one person didn't have that one can of food. So you try to, you know, we, we always try to combine things and just make it as, mm -hmm. as yeah, that personal good as touch. possible. You know, we always want to have the real life flowing through mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> so you like to be transparent as well, at, right? We, at, we absolutely uh -huh. are. I think you, you know that about us. What you see is what you get. And in 30 years, in our 30th year anniversary, you know, nothing's changed. And the hardest part was because there were two of us is getting up to snuff and staying up where we have to be because we don't want people to think of us as not modern technology. But I know from other agencies that are so modern that they don't have a big happy family and they don't have the connection and they don't care what their people are doing. They're money machines and there's nothing more to them. And we don't want it to be like that because that's yeah, it's not just what so it was you're for on a us. List, yeah. You know? So, yeah. you know, we don't send out an email and yeah, if you can go instead of talking to somebody and saying, well, or this work, people, yeah. or knowing right. they have a college schedule, and do you think you can make this work, or how do we make this happen, or whatever. So again, we're 350 people strong, and we don't want to necessarily be any bigger, because we've always said it's quality, not quantity. So, Well, yeah. that's a great rule to live by, and I'm sure it's part of your success with the agency. We hope so. Yes. We're going to be around another 20 years. So <laughs> we, we bought our office building, we're expanding, mm -hmm. and again, we expect to be, so it's not like you're going to not see us or hear us. So mm -hmm. let's see, how old will you be then? No. Maybe you'll be bringing your kids to oh. us to model. Or you'll be a senior model by then. Well, no, you have to be 50 to be a senior model, but you'll be in your 40-something, as gorgeous as you are now. So, yeah. Just, mm -hmm. yep. Now, remember, we've got people. I opened the company 30 years ago, and then Kent came on 21 years ago. We have people who have been with us 5 to 25 years because they are comfortable with us being a mother agency. They've been able to spread their wings, work in all the markets. Sometimes they want to take a sabbatical because other things come up in life. But again, they can always tether to us because we're not going anywhere. We'll always yeah, be we here. We have models who started with us when they were teenagers and then uh, went to college here in town, stayed in town, got, are now employed 
in Rod, the Rochester area and still working for us as models years and years later. So um, the know, kids a, that were five that are thirty now. It's a great now. lineage. You know, there's been people. You know, they model for a short time, then they go off and do something, then they come back. Uh, we just uh, one of our girls who was with us through like 2008, Carrie. Uh, she moved to New York and she's got <gasps> yeah, she she's in SAG. Us. Uh, it's Big done movies. lots and lots of national commercials and whatnot, but she's come back to Rochester in a month and it's going to be back on our roster active, so it's going to be nice. It's nice for know? them, too, I would think, to be able to know that we have not gone anywhere, that they can look on social media and see that we're still alive, you know, that uh, we exist and that we're up to date. So, because I get discouraged if I go to give a business, like I'm caught in a time warp. I want to go to the same businesses and give them the same business I always have. It'd be like turning around and Wegmans is closed because there's a different store. It's like Wegmans is part of what people grow up with here. So, and then they, and they keep getting bigger and bigger and they're going to take their For grandkids good reasons. Yeah. because they're good and their brand is they great. They stick to what they're good at and they do it well. Well, and that's just it. So if you have some people that are there from day one, you know, it's, it's nice you can still know they'll be there on day 101 and 1001. And so I think it's it's part of what's such grand about Rochester and a school like St. John Fisher is there's institutions. You know, you brand yourself well, you stay around a long time, and people can count on you and depend on you. And I think that's also what hurts when companies like Kodak or Xerox are not as prominent as they used to be because yeah. you miss that. That's part of what makes this community so great. So, you know, I think in one way it's it's a sad thing that we've gotten far away from it, but it's a good thing. And then I think as long as a lot of people understand and we don't get too far away from the personal touch, it's it's all right. I think it's it's the future. I mean, and you've got to jump on that bandwagon or you're going to be left behind. And we can't afford to be. We didn't come 30 years strong and decide to stay 20 years long by not wanting to do everything it will take to do. But we have to be out there doing it, not just Facebooking about it. Or Instagramming about mm -hmm. it, or Twittering, tweeting about it, or Tweet. whatever. Okay, you know we have to be, we mm -hmm. have to be actually doing the work. Oh, is there a verb for Instagram? Right, Instagramming. It's, there should be one, right? <laughs> yeah, you can definitely make it, Kent. When you start posting on Instagram, you can be the one to make it. All right. Well, it's a big compliment to your company that you're able to maintain such success with the ever-changing technology and retaining models as you do so. So, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. MacCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Zach Beaver is our audio producer. Our original music was composed and mixed by Dr. Joseph Lopicaro. Jordan Proietti is our designer. Cecil Felton is executive producer. And Diana Russo was sitting in the host chair. We hope to have her back again soon. Thanks for joining us on MacCast, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>